I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. So God is great, and when we stand on His promises, we cannot fall. When we stand on His promises, we cannot fail. We're reading this book called Quest for God, and I will put the link to the book in the WhatsApp group. And we're going to move forward from what we, where we were at the last meeting. We studied um, Zacchaeus. And how Jesus encountered him. So today we're going to move forward. But before we do, we will study the summary of the of what we did last week. So let me share my screen again. And this is the conclusion for the Zacchaeus study. And I will just read it to us and we can move forward with the next um, story or the next um paragraph so part e says jesus said for today i must abide at thy house receiving jesus as an abiding guest was a challenge for zacchaeus it is like bringing the light of life into one's heart and habitation see the impact of this in zacchaeus in verse um eight to nine so last week we talked about um, Zacchaeus climbing up a tree just because he wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus looked up the tree and saw him on there and told him to come down. And Jesus said, today I am going to be in your house. And the revelation that came to us was the revelation that happened or the thing that happened at creation. When God said, let there be light, you know. When God spoke the word, the world, the dark world did not have a choice but to become bright because God, the almighty God that created a universe, spoke that word out, let there be light, right? And there was light. The same way, that same God in the form of human flesh, Jesus, spoke the word. Today, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your life. You know, and Jesus is the light of the world. And imagine 
a bright light shining into Zacchaeus's entire being. What will happen? Sin is going to run away. Darkness will run away. Darkness will flee. And as we read, um, that was what happened. Happened. And how did we know that happened? Because of what Zacchaeus said. Luke 19, 8-9. Meanwhile, so this is Zacchaeus' response to Jesus' comment that today I am coming in all my fullness, in all my light to your life. Right, I'm coming to your house. And eight to nine. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, Sir, from now on, I will give half my wealth to the poor. And if I have overcharged anyone on his taxes, I will penalize myself by giving him back four times as much. We knew that from there, Zacchaeus was a sinner. He cheated people on their taxes. He overcharged people. And Jesus didn't have to say, I know who you are. I know you're a sinner. I stop what you're doing. Jesus didn't have to tell him that. Immediately, the light of God came into his heart. All the dark things just came out. Even he had to say from his mouth that I am a sinner. I would, I would give back what I have stolen from other people. If I have overcharged anyone, in taxes, I penalize myself to give him back four times as much. And... I will give half of my wealth to the poor. So those things just came out of his mouth. That is not what that is not like something easy for anybody to say, you know. But because the light of God came into his heart and convicted him of whatever sin he is going through, um, he repented of his sin. And that is what happens when um we encounter God. So as we study, we just want to reflect on our own lives, in your life, in your personal life. Can you remember this day? That Jesus came into your heart and you were free from sin. You were convicted. You un understood that, wow, you've been a sinner and now you have to come to Christ. Now you have to repent and forsake your old ways. So we need to know that day. We need to know. We might not know the dates, but I'm sure that Zacchaeus will remember this date for the rest of his life. So do you have that kind of encounter? Have you ever being in that kind of situation. And that is um, what we are studying right now. That's what the whole book is about. And the whole book uses examples for this. Let me read the commentary. Every work of darkness was immediately exposed and renounced. Repentance, restitution, and restoration were the marks of his encounter with the life in the life of Zacchaeus. It cannot be different in your own life if at all Jesus has come to abide in your own heart and heart as well. Check your own life today. Is there any old work of darkness that you have not corrected? Is there anything that is untrue about you, your credentials, your business, or your marriage that has not been exposed to the light of his abiding presence? Genuine encounter will bring your life out from the corner of hypocrisy and darkness into the light. F says, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. It was such a definite salvation experience for Zacchaeus. It could be dated. Have you had such an encounter that brought a definite change to your life? Share your testimony on this. Amen. This was Zacchaeus' testimony of salvation. And although we won't be sharing our personal testimonies today, 
but I just want us to go back and reflect on that day that Jesus met with us. And if we don't, if we can't point to this day, that particular day that Jesus met with us, then it doesn't, it's not bad if we go back to God and, and, and ask him for an encounter and say, God, please encounter me one more time so that I can have this date. I can know that this is the day that your light and salvation has come into my heart. So um, before we go into the next study, which is the woman of Samaria, I just want us to bow our heads and say a brief prayer. For those that are yet to have this definite encounter with Jesus, I just want you to ask God, God, please, Lord, help me encounter you. Speak your light into my life so that every darkness will flee, so that everything, every hypocrisy, everything that is not of you will flee once your light shines into my heart. Let me remember this encounter for the rest of my life in the name of Jesus Christ. And for us that we remember this day, for those of you that remember this day, let us pray and ask God, God, encounter me afresh. Whatever thing, thing or that thing or sin that is still in my life, shine your light upon my heart one more time. And let every sin and darkness flee in Jesus' name. And I will thank you, God Almighty, for your word that we've just heard. We ask that you would shine your light into our hearts, O oh God. Even as you did, Zacchaeus, when you told him today you were going into his heart, his life. And immediately darkness fled. But we ask that you please, O oh God, encounter us right now. Let every darkness flee. Let every sin flee. And help us remember this day forever. In Jesus' mighty name of God. Amen. Amen. Before we move on, um, Busola has joined us. Hi, Busola. How are you? Hi. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So let us start the next topic, which is the woman of Samaria. And the text is taken from John 4, 1 to 13. Um... Can everybody see my screen? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the thumbs up. If you can read, say I can read. Or just do a thumbs up. If you're in a place where you can open the Bible and read for us, just do a thumbs up. <clears throat> Okay, I see Busoller and um, um, Daniel. Okay, all right, and Tameka. Great. So we all can read this text, and we have four people, so we can just read um, seven verses each, and the last person will read to the end. Okay. So John four verse one to thirty. 
John 4, 1 to 30. Anybody can start. 1 to 7, 8 to 14, and on like that. You want me to start? Okay, let me start. John 4, 1 to 7. When the Lord knew that the Pharisees had, had heard about the greater crowds coming to him than to John to be baptized and to become his disciples, though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, but his disciples did. He left Judea and returned to the province of Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. And around noon, as he approached the village of Sychar, he came to Jacob's well, located on the parcel of ground Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jesus was tired from the long walk in the hot sun and sat wearily beside the well. Verse 7. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus asked her for a drink. Yeah, that's verse 7. Let's go. Next person. Um, he was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritan. She said unto Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I will give you living water. Uh, Go ahead to um, to 14. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon be will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving eternal life. Yep, 15. Um, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right. Um, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have, what you have just said is quite true. Sad, the woman said, I can say that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on these mountains, but you just claimed that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. 21. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Go ahead. Um, next person. Thank you. Um, 21. Uh, 22. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. The hour is coming, and now 
is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. 27. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Um, yeah, read the last verse there. Okay. Then they went out of the city and came to him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for reading. And we will just spend the next, um, let's see, five minutes meditating on John chapter 4, verse 1 to 30. And then we'll come back after five minutes to discuss. So just you can read it again from the top. You can think about it. And God would give us more revelation about his word. Amen. It's over five minutes and we won't finish this whole scripture today, but at least we'll discuss some interesting things before the top of the hour. How many of us will agree that that's like a very interesting story, very interesting encounter? Yeah. So does anybody want to share what they learned from from what we just read? What God's Spirit spoke to our hearts about the passage? Um, I have just two very brief comments. The first is that we notice from... We noticed that the woman went midday in order to avoid people. <laughs> in order to avoid people. And that was when she encountered Jesus. But basically, um, what I learned from this is the way Jesus spoke to her without any condemnation, it, it shows that we have nothing to be ashamed of, no matter what we've um, experienced in our past. And if we remember what Romans 8 says, um, somewhere around verse 31, that it is God who justifies so there is really nothing to be ashamed of, like I said. And the other thing is that in the last verse that we read, um, so that's 
the last verse says that, well, not the last verse 28, it says that she left Aja and she went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? So immediately after she had an encounter with God, she also became unashamed. I mean, someone that went around the time that she would avoid people, but then after encountering Jesus, she was unashamed to go tell people that, oh, this is this is me and I have met the Messiah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, she was able to say, um, she was not, she was not ashamed of her past. I mean, of telling people Anymore. she met that, okay, this is what I've experienced and I've also met with the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. point. I've never ever he- um, heard about that point before. You know, she was ashamed to talk about her past. That's why she told Jesus, I have no husband. Someone asked you about something. The best you will give them the best sugar coated answer about it. If someone asks you about your past or your account about your past life, you would hide a lot of we would hide a lot of details about how bad it was. About we'll try to paint a picture that looks like it's not our fault, things that happen to us. So that is what the, that's the answer that that was the answer that the woman gave Jesus. She said, she said, sorry. She said, I have no husband. And Jesus was like, it's true, you have no husband. In, in fact, you've had five husbands and the person you're living with now is not your husband. Like Maybe that was something she was ashamed of and she was not willing to share with anybody. And But after the encounter, she knew that she, she became changed and she was not ashamed of it anymore. And how do we know that we have overcome sin? When we are able to share our past experiences and we are not ashamed of it because God has even given us the power to be set free from our past sins. So we're not ashamed of it. And we can share and say, yes, I was a slave to this sin, but I'm no longer a slave to it anymore. And that is the boldness that God gives, an encounter with God gives. That's a very great point. So thank you so much, Priscilla. Um. Does anybody want to share any insights or what um, you found interesting? Go ahead. For me, I I kind of came to that same um, conclusion. So that was really amazing. I think that just shows the Holy Spirit is speaking and talking. And um, and it was like how she encountered is then she had that encounter and then was delivered. And then the Christ was within her because then she ended up mirroring Christ. She was then the person that left the bucket. Like she, she didn't, she left, she didn't have a walk, anything to draw water with because she left it. But then she went and she was able to go and talk to men, which would have been in that time, very taboo for her to speak to a man just as Christ when she came and she's like, how are you talking to me? You are a, a Jew and I'm a Sumerian woman. You're, you're not, you shouldn't be talking to me. But she then became the resignation of Christ because she had no longer had the bucket. She then spoke to men. Um, so I, that just kind of resonated with me. Um, how when you have that encounter then Christ dwell in you. Yeah. Yeah. 
she even had the boldness to go ahead and then share this good news, um, which you're right, the Spirit of God is one, right? So <laughs> there might be some people that would have asked her, okay, she said, let's read what she said. Let's read it. John chapter 4, 28 and 29. It says, Then the woman left her water pot beside the well and went back to the village and told everyone, Come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Can this be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. So she told everybody about Christ and he told me everything I ever did. He told me, come and meet the man that told me everything I ever did. And you would have some people in the crowd saying, what did you do? <laughs> you know. So that might be a point where you have to testify and say, yes, I was this kind of person before. But now this is what he told me about my life and I'm a changed person now. So, yeah, she received the boldness to tell people um, about Christ immediately after our encounter with him. So that also makes me remember um, ashamed of Christ. Some people are ashamed about Christ. And when you have a true encounter with Jesus Christ, you wouldn't have a choice but but to tell people about it. You won't be silent. You won't keep quiet about it because there is this thing in your heart, that this joy, this power, this boldness, and this care and concern and pity for other people that are still in the bondage of sin, hoping that one day they would see the light. So you have this um, compassion towards them to tell them about the light of Christ, the light of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, does anybody else have anything to share? I know one thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that she wasn't even expecting the encounter and the fact that she was so ashamed of her sin to the point where she probably felt unworthy to even speak to him or to even think that this could happen. But he found her, he met her right where she was at in her life and he still was able to show forgiveness and she was still able to go on and you know, just be changed by that moment, even though she probably wasn't expecting it. So that's what really stuck out because I know sometimes it gets a little weary. You're like, okay, do, how do I go find God, even though I feel like this sin is a lot. And even still, he just had that encounter with her when she wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So it just stick out a lot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That means even no matter how great our sin is, God will still listen to us. Let's just see how Jesus said it. Jesus said, you've had five husbands, right? Like if you tell a pastor right now that, oh, I've had five husbands. I've been divorced five times. The pastor will be like, what? <laughs> like, why are you so like not organized in your life? Like the pastor will be like, oh, or if you tell a friend, they will be surprised. But it was not even surprising to Jesus. And Jesus still spoke to her with love, as Tameka said. He still spoke to her that I am the Christ. I can give you new water. So no matter how great our sin is, we can come to God. And he would give us, he will encounter us, chase away our sins, and give us the power to say no, so that we don't continue in that sin. But we have power to say no to sin and be free once and for all. And whenever we stumble... We should not stumble so bad that we cannot come back to him for forgiveness. And we are almost out of time. 
But let me just quickly share some things with us that we can think about throughout. This is a very long passage and I think we're going to be here for a long time. Um, maybe two or three meetings as the Holy Spirit leads us. I just want to share, I, I just posted the first three verses and I could not go further because something struck me. Um, verse 1 says, when Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard about his work, um, large crowds, he had large, larger crowds than John's crowd, John the Baptist's crowd. He left there and went to Galilee. I'm like, where are you going? You know, if I know that my business is booming in North Carolina, I'm not going to leave North Carolina and go to somewhere else, you know? Or if I know, like pastors nowadays, if their church is having a lot of large crowds right now, they won't leave where their church is doing well and then say they'll go somewhere else. No, but that's like opposite. Jesus was not interested in large crowds or anything. He left Judea where he was and went to um, Galilee. And as he was going to Galilee, he had to pass through Samaria. So he had to pass through that city. And there was a place where they said Jesus was tired from the long walk, a hot sun, and he sat by the well. And that is a whole unpacking to do for me. But we'll just talk more about everything and from the beginning to the end in next in future meetings so let's just quickly pray yeah the time is exactly 10 o'clock pray um i don't have a prayer point right now but just thank god for the word that we've heard and ask that god would continue to open our eyes to understand deeper truths in his word so that we can be more like him let's pray that god should continue to encounter us in our daily lives, in our activities, even as we leave this meeting, that God shouldn't leave us alone. The Holy Spirit should keep reminding us of His Word and help us to live a life of holiness to Him and help us to live a life that God would be pleased with. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for your Word. Thanks that you would help us, strengthen us, speak to us, even as we leave this meeting. Let the Holy Spirit continue to be with us, speaking to our hearts, giving us the strength to do our secular job, to do our, in our careers, to take care of our children, take care of our home, take care of our marriages, that everything we do, we'll do it to the glory of the name of God. Everything we do, we'll do it um, in a godly way. We'll do it like people that have had an encounter with Christ in our conversations, in our relationship with others, in our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our co-workers, that we would, we would go about this relationship like people that have encountered Jesus, like people who, who the light of Jesus has shone upon their lives. Lord, I pray for myself as I go about my relationships and everything I do. Let me do it um, like someone you have encountered. Let me let the light of Jesus shine into the life of others in jesus mighty name amen praise the lord amen amen um i always ask this can somebody pray for our week and weekend that god's blessings and presence will be with us throughout anybody
And Father God, we want to thank you for this ability to fellowship together, Lord God. Um, Lord God, we ask that this be a blessing. Lord God, we ask that as we leave this meeting that you continue to strengthen us, Lord God, and you equip us with your strength in the word, Lord God. Lord God, we ask that you continue to bless us, Lord God. And as our week goes, Lord God, we continue to seek you and know your word and be your sheep know your voice, Lord God, and Lord God, that we trust you, and when the enemy comes in to steal, kill, or destroy, Lord God, that we know your word, we know how to seek you, and Lord God, that in anything, that everything that we do, even in any temptation, you have already put and died on the cross for us, and there is no condemnation, and that we continue to just seek you, and have the fruits of your spirit, Lord God, give us the strength, Lord God, to deal with everything that we may encounter, Lord God, with our families, Lord God, um, with children, with marriages, Lord God, with our church, Lord God, at driving, Lord God, as we are coming and as we are going, Lord God, um, with, Lord God, give us the strength to just deal with the challenges with this pestilence, God, and COVID-19, Lord God. And Lord God, I just pray that we all continue to be warriors within your body of Christ, Lord God. And that we continue to hold fast to your word, Lord God, to show your love, strengthen each other, Lord God, be those that may be so that we are encouragers, Lord God, and that we lean and stand on your word and your understanding, Lord God, and that we seek your love, Lord God, and Lord God, that everything that we do is to glorify you, Lord God, even in our children, our marriages, our day-to-day as we care, as we encounter, Lord God, let everything that we do be to glorify you, Lord God, and we just pray also for our communities, Lord God, we pray for those that are dealing with sin and conflict condemnation, Lord God, alcoholism, the spirit of drunkenness, Lord God, drugs, Lord God, homelessness, Lord God, we pray for our leaders, Lord God, Lord God, we just pray for our countries, Lord God, and then other countries, Lord God, that are dealing with issues that we cannot even imagine, Lord God, because you've already graciously, abundantly blessed us, Lord God, with a simple thing such as water, Lord God, we pray for those that are suffering Amen. in Texas, Lord God, that even through their sufferings, Lord God, that they see and they find you, the Christ, Lord God, that they have encounters, Lord God, that through the suffering that many people will have encounters, Lord God, and turn away, Lord God. So we just ask that we can just be there for others, Lord God, and continue to grow the body of Christ, Lord God, and bless our households, our family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that prayer, Danielle. Amen. Right. Thank you, everybody, for finding time to join the meeting. I hope you guys enjoyed God's presence today. I wish you a relaxing weekend and a blessed week ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Solar, Tameka, Danielle. Love you. Love you, ladies. Bye. 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 Bye.